Now back to the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. I'm listening to the updates there because that's what I do. I'm a good listener. And I feel like the last hour I heard that Anthony Rendon had been suspended for five games. And then and that update just a minute ago, they say that the, the suspension's already been reduced to four. Do they have a pitch clock on the suspensions now as well? That was a very quick review process. It's five games. No, no, no. Okay, no, it's four games. Even that, I can't even believe it was only five games. I mean, the guy took a swing at a fan. Grabbed him by, it seemed like the neck, and was pulling him close, was in his face, and then took a swing at him as he was, as he was leaving. That's, a, that's, a, that's, that's pretty good. Uh, Here's how you know it's a light suspension. If you told Anthony Rendon, we're only going to give you four games. If you told any player, player, the guy in the stands was yelling at you, but for four games, you can go up and grab that guy's neck and then take a swing at him, would you do it? I think, I think most of them would probably take him, up, take him up on it. Only four games? That's pretty good. That's worth it to me. That's worth it to me. All right, let's talk a little football. I finally found the, uh, the quote of, um, I had it here, Bill Belichick. He was asked about uh, the NFL owners' meetings. Bill Belichick was asked if Jones and Zappi will compete for the starting job. In typical Belichick fashion, the veteran coach gave a vague answer without committing to either player. Quote, everybody will get a chance to play. We'll play the best players. Everybody will get a chance to play. He said, everybody that's on our roster, if they earn the opportunity to play, then based on what they do in practice and all that, then they'll get an opportunity to play. Certain veteran players that have been on the team before, if they're still on the team, they'll get that op- they'll get they'll all get an opportunity to play. I don't know. I just thought it was very interesting given the fact that we've already heard from the owner not too happy with the, the you know the, the the situation with the coach it seems like all of a sudden putting the coach the, the winningest coach in the NFL on the hot seat that now all of a sudden the, the quarterback situation doesn't seem it's all that clear especially when it, you could clear it up very easily. Well, not very easily. It would be expensive. You'd have to give up a couple of first-round picks. But I don't know. Like I would think that if you've been successful or as successful as Bill Belichick has been and you're at the age of, what, 70 years old, how many more years is Bill Belichick going to coach? Does he want to coach in these final years? Let's say he coaches for five more years. He could have his quarterback for those next five years by signing Lamar Jackson. In five years, where is Mac Jones still going to be the quarterback of the Patriots? Maybe, but maybe it's Bailey Zappi this year. I don't know. It just seems like uh, if I if the if the if the the sands and the hourglass were winding down, I, I would not be taking anything for granted. I would not be. Um, I, I would be looking to do whatever I could to make sure that I had that position, the most important position in sports, handled and cleared up. And if you went out and got Lamar Jackson, it would certainly be cleared up. That's for sure. And all of a sudden. The AFC East would not be so clear-cut where number one is number one, number two and three, it seems pretty clear. And what's mostly clear is that the Patriots are number four. If you got Lamar Jackson, that would not be the case. Or at least you would at least put yourself in position to be able to compete with those other teams and the other team. I mean, think about it. you got seven playoff teams in the AFC. Feels like there's, there's, there's really a bunch of teams battling for, like, three spots, Right? Chiefs, you think, are going to be there. Bengals, you think, are going to be there. Bills are going to be there. You certainly feel confident about the Jaguars being there. 
So now you're talking about three spots. You're talking about Chargers, Dolphins, Jets, Ravens. Um, who else? Maybe the Browns are better. Maybe the Broncos are better. I don't know. But there's a bunch of teams. It feels like in the AFC, there's a lot more locked up than the NFC. All right, let's do a little NFL over-unders. Give me the Card Sharks music there, Joe, if you will. Or Chantel. I'm not sure what you Yeah. Who doesn't remember a good old Card Sharks? Home from school after faking sick. Miraculously recovering as soon as the parents leave for work. Ah, yes. The glory days for some of us of our scholastic careers. But uh, NFL over-unders came out last week, so I wanted to run down some of them. I know, look, the, the draft is still a far ways off. But, you know, look, betting opportunities are always kind of presenting themselves. And I think this is the time where, if you can project correctly, you can get a little value on these things. So uh, let's spin the wheel, see who comes up first here. I'll just give some random thoughts and some random teams as they come. All right, Arizona Cardinals. Arizona Cardinals. They are way down at the bottom. I believe they are the last. Yeah, over under a five and a half. Whew, that's a rough. That's a rough number. They are tied for the lowest win total along with the uh, the Houston Texans. So that's not the position you want to be in, and certainly not the position the Cardinals thought that they were going to be in uh, after. The draft a couple of years ago, and you thought you were going to have your quarterback and everything set up and and making moves with Kyler Murray. Now, Murray is going to be out for the start of next season. I don't know. Five and a half feels kind of low to me for the Arizona Cardinals. The Arizona Cardinals are going to be one of the worst teams in the NFL. I guess it would kind of depend, and we'll have to wait and see when we get closer to the regular season of how long Kyler Murray is going to be out. But it doesn't seem like to me that they belong that low down with the, the Colts and the Bucks. The Bucks situation seems like a mess. The Commanders is kind of hard to have a whole lot of confidence in. The Texans certainly are a rebuilding program. I know the coach that they hired out there doesn't look all that great either, the guy Gannon from the Eagles. I would say if I had to go higher or lower, I think five and a half, I think I would go higher for the Cardinals. All right, spin the wheel again there, Joe. Give me another one. Ah, yes, of course. Who The, the story, the, the most interesting team of the offseason, the New York Jets. I mean, how much time, given how much time we talk about the New York Jets, given with how much they produce during the regular season, the offseason is the season for the Jets. The time of moves and draft picks and rookies and signings and all that type of thing. Then the season starts and... Kind of goes sideways. Now, last year, Jets weren't over. That was the that was the one last year. What were they, five and a half? It was right around this time last year. As soon as the numbers came out, I said, Jets have to. They, they absolutely have to win more than five and a half games. And they did. Not by a whole lot, but they did. It seemed like at one point they were just going to blow through it. And then uh, the whole quarterback situation happened. And, but they did. They weren't over. Last year, they had to be. This year... Their number is nine and a half. Now, Joe, you are a Jet fan, right? That is correct. If I gave you nine and a half, you got to go high. It's like card sharks. You got to be higher or lower. You can't freeze. You got to go higher or lower. Where do you look for the New York Jets? I'm going higher, but not yeah. much higher. Yeah. Well, look, you're, you're only going to be, you know, you would think 
if they get Rodgers and everything breaks perfectly, you would think what? Like eleven kind of eleven win kind of season. I would say with Rodgers, eleven or twelve. Right, somewhere around that range. Competing for the division, the division, maybe not necessarily winning the division. I mean, with Allen, they've already beaten Allen once. Yeah. Without Rodgers, so right. you would you would say okay, split. I would assume against your Dolphins. I mean, they never win in Miami, so that's oh, that's one loss. They never win in in New England, so that's a loss. But. Oh, I mean, you gotta win in New England next year. I mean, come on, you gotta win there eventually. They, they never win in New England. It's, but they gotta. I mean, if I know you're they be have an 11, to. 12 win team. You gotta take advantage of bad teams, and the Patriots are a significantly worse team than the Jets. I get that, but I would assume magic number for them is probably again with Rodgers, probably eleven wins. Yeah. So what we're getting at here, Joe, is that they're an over. You're, you're, you're stating that they are an over. Definitely an over definitely. and definitely a playoff team. Okay. Uh, well, look, I will say, I'll put the caveat on it, that they get Aaron Rodgers. They ha- At this point, not even the Jets can blow this. They are getting Aaron Rodgers. I don't know if it's going to be this week. I don't know if it's going to be next week. I don't know if it's going to be before the draft. I don't know if it's going to be after the draft. But when week one opens next year, Aaron Rodgers will be in a New York Jets uniform. And if you are going out, as the Jets have done already, and identify, we don't have a quarterback. We have to get, we have this great young nucleus. We have these great young offensive players. We have a playoff caliber defense. And all we're missing is a quarterback. And we go out and get the four-time MVP and land Aaron Rodgers. If the Jets are not over nine and a half, if the Jets only win nine games next year with Aaron Rodgers, that's a disaster. Nine, you would be a nine and eight team. You wouldn't even be guaranteed to make the playoffs at nine and eight. And if you're going out and getting Aaron Rodgers, you're putting it in a, you're putting yourself in the position of this is a Super Bowl or bust kind of thing, right? You only know you're going to have him for one year. You've completely remade the offense to, 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 to cater to his needs. As I've said in the rewatchable movie uh, terminology, you've come and kneeled before Zod from Superman 2. You have done everything you can do to win over Aaron Rodgers, and you're going to bring him in and let him kind of run the show on offense. So if you do that, which it seems like, of course, that that's what the, the road that they're going down, and, and who knows? Maybe they add Odell Beckham Jr. That's not a move you make for two or three years down the road. That's a type of move you make because you're going for it this year. So if you're going for it this year, if you're going out and getting Aaron Rodgers to go for it this year, and over under of nine and a half, it has to be over. You have to win at least 10 games. If you're not winning 10 games, then what, what did you do? Now, is it possible you win 10 games, you don't win the division, but you get into the playoffs and you get on a – I guess. But just looking at it as we sit here on April 3rd, you're looking at a much higher ceiling if you're a Jet fan or a person running the Jets organization going out and getting Aaron Rodgers. You're not doing it just to simply be slightly better than 500. So I would say that the Jets over 9.5, I'd feel very confident about that one. All right, spin the wheel again there, Joe. We'll do a couple more here. I got the Saints, the New Orleans Saints. Also, uh, nine and a half. A lot of teams at nine and a half. 
I'll give you the teams that are at nine and a half. Wow, that's a large group. Jaguars over under nine and a half. Lions over under nine and a half. Cowboys nine and a half. Jets, Chargers, Saints, Dolphins, Browns, even at nine and a half. So let's do the Saints. Saints nine and a half. That feels a feels a little bit high. Now I know the division's not great, but I'm not a I'm I've never been a big believer in Derek Carr. To me, them getting ten wins. That would be kind of scraping up the ceiling of expectation. That would be a surprising year for me if I was the Saints at, at, at winning 10 games. So I would take the, uh, the Saints at uh, under 9.5. I don't see the Saints uh, all of a sudden taking that jump. I, and that's why I didn't think that um, Carr was uh, going to be the quarterback for the Jets. I think it, it stabilizes the position, certainly more than it was a year ago. Wouldn't be hard to do that. But I don't look at that as some great shake move where all of a sudden the Saints are now locked to win 10 games. So, all right, give me, uh, give me the wheel one more time, Joe. Chiefs, uh, Chiefs, not, uh, look, Chiefs 11 and a half. That's a, that's a, I mean, they, they finish over 11 and a half every year. It feels like that should be like 13 just to make it interesting. Don't, give me another one. Spin the wheel one more time. Steelers, eight and a half. Well, look, I like the Steelers more than that. Uh, has, uh, uh, Tomlin's never had a losing season, right? And this past year looked like they were going to have a losing season. And they they won four in a row, five in a row at the end of the year. They won a bunch in a row at the end of the year. And that was with a rookie quarterback. So you'd like to think that they're going to be in better shape next year. So I would take the Steelers over eight and a half. So my picks, a lot of overs, unfortunately. Uh, Jets over, Cardinals over. Steelers over, Chiefs over, Saints under. Is that the only under? All right, lock them up. I don't know. What did I say the Dolphins were? Nine and a half? They, yeah, that'll be an under-under. I didn't have to spin the wheel. For Nine and a half, it'll all fall apart this year. Two will get hurt tying his shoelace. They'll say he didn't get hurt tying his shoelace, but he did get hurt tying his shoelace. He'll have to come out and say, no, I actually got hurt. No, 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 be quiet. You're fine. We picked up your fifth-year option already. You're not hurt. You're good. All right, 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number, 1-800-919-3776. Coming up, more of your phone calls. We'll check in on the Yankees, everything and more, only here. Gordon Damer, in for Dan, 98.7 FM. A uh, play in the seventh inning. couple of things about tonight's game. Cortez went seven, uh, excuse me, went five, gave up one run, seven hits, three strikeouts, no walks. So good uh, performance by him. Was helped out by his defense some with a couple of plays as well. But uh, look, uh, with the amount of injuries that the Yankees have had in the rotation, you need Cortez to step up, has certainly done that, and the offense has stepped up, and uh, it, it's, it's only a, a few games, right? This is only, what, the fourth game of the season? But good to see Glaber Torres kind of come out playing well. A couple of hits tonight, another home run, a stolen base. As I said before, lots of questions about Glaber. You know, those first two years, he looked like he was going to be the face of the fr- – he looked like he was going to be the guy that the Yankees were signing to the long-term deal, right? Two all-star seasons, hitting home runs left and right, had been the, 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 the number one prospect in baseball or whatnot. You'd heard his name when the Yankees made the trade in, what was that, 2016 for Glaber Torres. You thought, oh, wow, this guy's going to be a, the real deal here um, and, and came up those first two years and was the real deal. And then all of a sudden, the move to shortstop, I guess, kind of threw him off or whatnot, was not the same player by any stretch of the imagination. Then last year was back at second base. Had overall a, a good year, but it wasn't anywhere close to those first two years where you thought, wow, this guy's going to be 
one of the young stars, one of the faces of baseball moving forward. So to see him get back, and, and that's what you kind of need. You need – with the Yankees, you know what Judge is going to do. You know what uh, Rizzo is going to do. You know you, – you'd like to think you know what Stanton's going to do. It's just a question of, of whether or not they can stay healthy uh, and games played is the, the most important stat. LeMayhew, if he's in there and he's healthy, you, you expect you know what you're going to get. It's about that bottom half of the order. What production are you going to get from third base? What production are you going to get from Glaber, catcher? Volpe's a rookie. You're not really expecting a whole lot from him, at least not early on. And you don't want the the offense like it looked like in the second half of the year when they were struggling down the stretch where it's the top four guys and everybody else. So to see Glaber get out there and do what he's done, that that's big. You, you need as many guys in that order to kind of extend things as possible. And we'll have to see what happens at third base. It's not going to be decided in, in, in five days. I know Yankee fans are very skeptical. I'm very skeptical that all of a sudden we're going to get this bounce back season from Josh Donaldson. But good to see that, uh, that Glaber is, uh, is hitting at least early on. Uh, you, you don't need a year getting off to the kind of start where it's, uh, it's one for 10, it's, it's, it's two for 20 or anything like that. So he's gotten off to a, a strong start at least through whatever it is, four games. Now, Joe brought up a good point there about Rodgers. We're talking about the NFL over-unders. And he brought up, well, what happens if Rodgers comes here and gets hurt? Is, is that well, – give, give it to me again, Joe. Is, like, does that, you know, does that look negatively at Joe Douglas is what, basically your question, right? So my question is if Rodgers comes here and in, like, week eight, week – he gets hurt, you know, bum ankle or whatever, and he's done for an extended period of time, do you give a mulligan to Robert Sala and to Joe Douglas because, you know, the quarterback that you went out and got, he's not on the field? Well, I, uh, to me, it would not really reflect poorly on, on Robert Sala. It would more reflect poorly on, on the GM. I mean, the GM is the guy. The Jets, it's not like the Jets went into the process and and ran you know through all the different possibilities and this is what they've been left with it's that they got into the offseason and identified Aaron Rodgers as the guy that they were going to get and did everything to move heaven and earth to make sure they got him and and they're going to get him so that that bodes well I mean they identified the player that they think gives them the best shot to win big next year and before too long before the draft shortly after the draft sometime around the next three weeks or so Aaron Rodgers is going to be a New York Jet. But that's on Joe Douglas. The, the success or failure, if, if Rodgers comes here and, and they win a Super Bowl or they get to a Super Bowl, Joe Douglas is going to earn the benefits of that. But it's not, it's not like something out of right field to think that, that Aaron Rodgers could possibly get hurt at the age of 40 as a quarterback in the NFL. That, that could happen. That is, that's baked into the cake. So if he comes here and does not perform for whatever reason, injury, new team, not knowing the players as well, whatever it is, that is going to be on the organization. And with the Jets organization, the person who's running the show is Joe Douglas. It's his coach. It's going to be his quarterback, the second quarterback that he's getting, that, 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 that the Jets get based on him. So, yeah, if, if this goes sideways in any way, Yes, at the end of the day, it is going to be on Joe Douglas, whether it's injury, inconsistency, bad luck, whatever it is. He's the guy that's running the show. Everything is, is his from top down. So, yeah, it would be, that would not be uh, good for Joe Douglas. 
that would not be you. And and you you asked me as well, like where would it be to all of a sudden get into the questions uh, of last year where changes are going to have to be made? I would think if the Jets only won like basically the same amount of games as last year, if they only won like seven or eight games again, then I think you have to start to you get one quarterback. Most guys get one get to pick one quarterback. If that doesn't work out, you don't get to pick a second one. He's now got to pick a second one. And again, the reason we're going down this road is because they blew it so badly the first time. I mean, you cannot blow a, a pick much more than the way the Jets blew that pick with, with Zach Wilson. Every step of the way, not just picking the wrong guy, but handling in the wrong situation. Well, there's no way that guy should have been starting from week one. And we, got, we were talking about the Knicks earlier and, and kind of scouting your own. The Jets did not scout their own very well. So it kind of makes you question some of their decisions when it comes to that position. Now, that's one of the reasons why you like Rodgers is because he's going to kind of come here and he's going to kind of run the show on his own. It's not going to be about them giving input. It's he wants this coach as the offensive coordinator. That coach is the offensive coordinator. He wants this receiver. The Jets go sign that receiver. So it's, not, it's going to be more out of the Jets' hands. It's almost like they're outsourcing the position to somebody who knows the position in Rodgers. And that's why you like it. But make no mistake, the reason they're in this position was because they blew the second overall pick in the draft. All right, 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. It is Gordon Damer. It's not a Saturday, but I always learn so much on TikTok. I do it every Saturday, and since TikTok might not be running much longer (laughs) in the United States, I got to burn off all this information while I get the chance. So coming up, we'll have a fresh round of what I learned this week on TikTok. It's next. As Gordon Damer filling in for Dan Grasa, 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. Now back to the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. Oh, yes, don't uh, adjust your radios. Don't adjust your calendars. No, it's not Saturday. It's a Monday, but... It's Gordon Damer filling in for Dan Grasso. You know that music. On Saturdays, we usually do it. I, as a 52-year-old man, spend way too much time on that TikTok app. And soon I'm going to have to find something to do at that time. Something completely unproductive. But I spend it because I learn so much on TikTok. And every week, have a little fun asking the people working on the show to identify what it is that I learned on TikTok. Interesting but completely useless information that you really can't use in any other form or or fashion than this show and this segment. So how it works is very simple. I'll give Joe, give Chantel, Ty Butler even going to take part today. That's a special thing. I'll give him four pieces of information, three of which are completely made up, one of which, though, is true, and it is something that I learned this week on TikTok. So who is batting leadoff? Do we know for sure? Have we drawn straws? Have we flipped the coin? Chantel's going to go first. All right, Chantel. Hello. You have done very well in this show, in this segment in the past, so I have to step up my game. Saturday, I was not uh, I was not happy. I don't like it when people get them right away. I think Saturday, I had a little bit of a time. It took me a while to get the right answer, but okay. let's see what happens today. Hopefully, that, that continues here. Number one, there is a fifty third. Excuse me, I can't even speak. There is a fifty thousand word novel that does not contain any words that include the letter E. Number two, drone technology got its name originally because the inventor would not shut up about it. Number three, for a three-month span in 1998, Maury, the TV show Maury, was the most syndicated television show in the world. 
or number four, outside of the opening line, the Gettysburg Address was mostly ad-libbed. All right, so to recap again, one, there's a 50,000-word novel that does not contain any words that include the letter E. Number two, drone technology got its name originally because the inventor would just not shut up about it. Number three, for a three-month span in 1998, Maury was the most syndicated television show in the world. Or number four, outside of the opening line, the Gettysburg Address was mostly ad-libbed. Wow. Here we go. They never get easier. Uh, <laughs> the one about the 55,000 words. 50,000, not, 50, not 55, 000? only 50,000. With no E, that's no really e. funny. Yes. If that's true, that's hilarious. But okay. in 1998, I was a part of the people watching Maury okay. while I was all of seven years old. So Interesting I, television choice for a seven-year-old, all right? Yeah, Interesting. it was the 90s, things were yes. cool. Uh-huh. Um, so I'm going to go with that one, that Maury. Uh, Maury was the most syndicated for three months in 1998. Locked it in. Locked it in. No, that is incorrect. No, that, uh, that's one I just uh, completely made up. I don't believe Maury at any point was ever the most syndicated, although it should have been, right? I mean, really, an entertaining time was had by all. Yeah. That wouldn't fly in 2023, no, by the way. I don't believe so. Although you never know. Some of those things I see on that TikTok app, you never know, Chantal. All right, so now we're down to three. There's a 50,000-word novel that does not contain any words that include the letter E. Drone technology got its name because the inventor just would not shut up about it. Or, outside of the opening line, the Gettysburg Address was mostly ad-libbed. So usually on Saturdays when I do this, I'll cross one off. But mm -hmm. all of these sound kind of true. So I'm going to go with the drone. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to lock that one in. Thank you, Joe. That is also incorrect. That actually came from uh, the Michael K. Show. Michael was talking about drones and said that the other day. The guy would just not shut up about it. So I just I said, you know, that kind of sounds uh, somewhat silly but believable, so I'll throw that one in. But uh, no, that, you can blame Michael K. for that one. Man. So now you're down to two. Yeah, I'm the down book to two. or the Gettysburg Address. Uh, can you repeat that one about the Gettysburg Address? The Gettysburg Address. Outside of the opening line, the Gettysburg Address was mostly ad-libbed. Wow, that would be really funny if that was true. I'm going to go with number one, 50,000 words in the book without the letter E. Okay, going to lock that one in. Yes. Yes, that is correct. That's so funny. Yes, I'm not, I can't, <laughs> I, I don't have, I, I wrote it down, um, but I don't remember, I can't really read my own writing. I don't remember uh, without the letter E. Gadsby is the name of the book. It's by Ernest Vincent Wright. I don't know why he has such an, uh, a hatred of the letter E. And I, I'm assuming it was an intentional thing he did, considering the E is the most popular letter in the English language. But there you go. Now you've learned something new. And like Tibbs says, you either win or you learn. There you go. And that's what this is all about. All right, so who's batting uh, in, the, uh, in the Aaron Judge spot? Would that be uh, Joe? Would that be Ty? That would be me, Gordon. All right, my friend. Let's see which one we're going to give you here. I have so many of them. All right, we'll give you this one. Number one, the University of Maine is older than the state of Maine. Number two, the inventor of the zip line died falling off a zip line. Number three, there is a section of Canada that has less gravity than the rest of the planet. Or number four, during the breeding season, female cockroaches smell like vanilla. 
So to recap, number one, the University of Maine is older than the state of Maine. Number two, the inventor of the zip line died falling off a zip line. Number three, there's a section of Canada that has less gravity than the rest of the planet. Or number four, during the breeding season, female cockroaches smell like vanilla. As much as I would like to pick the, the Canadian one because, as you know, Canadians are nicer than us, I don't sure. think they have less gravity than we do. Okay. I'm going to go with the cockroaches Cockroaches. First. I'm going to lock that one in. All right. I would not suggest trying that. No, they don't smell like that. <laughs> They're still cockroaches. <laughs> no, that's a, that, one's a, that one's made up. That was uh, not true. Do not, do not test that one out at home. Wait a second. These don't smell anything like vanilla. All right, so now you're down to three. University of Maine, older than the state of Maine. The inventor of the zip line died falling off a zip line. Or number three, uh, section of Canada, less gravity than the rest of the planet. Just because it's hilarious, I'm going to go with the zip line All and right. lock it in. Lock it in. No, that is also incorrect. That one was loosely based on the inventor of the Segway. The inventor of the Segway uh, drove it off a cliff and died, which is I mean, some that, ways. Is that why they have the uh, uh, like the backwards mode now? I'm not sure. I think they had the backwards mode there. The helmet's not going to fix that. I can tell you that. that that's, that's fair. I would say don't even go doing either near a cliff, but that's just me. Yeah, why, nothing you, ventured, nothing gained. Where are you driving not, it next I'm to a cliff? Exactly. I think it was in Vegas. He was doing something with it. What what stays in Ve- what happens in Vegas yeah, stays that in Vegas, I yeah, guess. Yeah, he stayed in Vegas. It, it, that is, story didn't stay in Vegas, but... Is that the antithesis of, of that? I uh, don't saying? believe so. I don't think so. I think that has something to do with something else. Which also doesn't stay in Vegas if you take it home. Trust me. Very true. Uh, all right, so now you're down to two. University of Maine is older than the state of Maine, or section of Canada has less gravity. Just because I are, I just immediately crossed it off, I, I will lock in Canada. That is correct. Yes, there is a section of Canada. Evaluate this. I don't think things are just floating around. But yes, there is a section of Canada that somehow has been measured to have less gravity than the rest of the planet. And look, it, this this segment might very well have to go away, but if it does, the rule always is, is the one that you cross off immediately, that has a very high percentage of being correct. Now you know. All right, uh, so Ty Butler now getting ready for his big 10 o'clock show, filling in for both Larry and I. How we doing, my friend? What's up, man? Been a long time. How you long doing? Long time no see, long time no talk. I'm uh, driving in, listening to you, of course, hate on the Jets, so it got me a little riled up. How did I hate on the Jets? I said they're going to win more than 10 games. I don't know, man. It's just, you know, the certain there's a certain energy that you bring when you're, even in the midst of giving them praise, there's a little bit of a hesitation I, I, part look, of it. If I had said they were going to win under nine games, you'd say I was hating for that. But you said maybe not even win the division. They'll probably be in. They can win the division. but I, They I, could win the division, but then they're going to win more than nine and a half games. That's all I'm saying. I, I know it's hard for you to give them you know, any kind of credit. What, what credit could I have given them the last 12 years? <laughs> they, they are now the team with the longest playoff drought yeah, I know. in the North American sports. Shout out to the Kings for you know you allowing the Jets to be front and center. Number but what one. do you got for me? All right, here we go. Number one, woodpeckers can suffer CTE. Number two, Elvis Presley recorded over 600 songs in his career, but only wrote six of them. Number three, 
Germany has parking spots that are for women only and are larger than regular parking spots. Or number four, in the 1930s, the Australian military went to war with kangaroos to prevent damage to the farming industry, and the military actually lost the war. <laughs> so here's the, here we go again. Now, you know how this works, right? You're, you're yeah. finding the one true fact out yeah. of these four. All right, so it's number one, woodpeckers can suffer CTE. Elvis recorded over 600 songs but only wrote six of them. Germany has parking spots for women, and they are larger than regular parking spots. Or number four, in the 1930s, the Australian military went to war with kangaroos to prevent damage to the farming industry, and they lost. The military lost the war. So, underrated part of this game, you're really good at selling all of them as truths. Because okay. I feel like if I'm doing this, I, I would chuckle a little bit at, at some of them that are ridiculous. Elvis only writing six songs. I feel like I've heard before that he never actually wrote a song. So I'm going to cross that one off okay. because I don't think that, that that's correct. Uh, Germany has parking spots for women only feels really sexist. Right. I don't know that I, I could go in that direction. I'll go with the Australia. Australia went to war with kangaroos and actually lost the war. Lock it in. Lock that one in. No, that would be incorrect. They actually did go to war with emus, and they did lose the war. The emus just kept coming. They lost the war to emus. It's the emu war. That's what it's actually called. So uh, I just changed it to kangaroos there. So that one, you know, it's, it's in the lane of true, but not true. Mm, woodpeckers can get CTE. CTE. Yes. Well, they're banging their heads around all the time. I mean... Lock it in. Lock it in. No, that's also incorrect. They actually wrap their tongues around their heads in a way so they don't suffer concussions. Wait. so I, I don't know that anybody's ever studied them for CTE, in fairness. Maybe, they, maybe they're just racked with it right now. We just don't know. Germany like has... Woody Woodpecker got crazy. Germany has parking spots for just women? I don't know. You uh, you tell me. That's the segment. Oh, man. Listen, th this is a question that was, was asked... I'm not saying this is right. I, I, I'm going to choose that one as the answer, that Germany has parking spots only for women. That is correct. Wow. Yes, they are generally larger than... I don't know what that says. That's sexist. That, that men have spots that are smaller and more difficult to get into? Blame the Germans. Don't blame me. I'm just telling you what I learned on TikTok this week, and now because of this segment... You have learned it, too. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. 1-800-919-3776. Coming up, we'll check in on the Yankees. We'll get uh, some calls in. All that before Ty Butler at 10. Only here, 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. Now back to the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN.